from the Spacebird Media Studios. It's Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. Roxanne and Ace, this is Unlimited. So happy that you have found a home here. Of course, subscribe to all your friends. We love having you with us. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. It's uh, been full on theater week at our house because my wife is in the middle of a three week run with Into the Woods. My daughter and my son both got the leads in the middle and high school productions. So they're in rehearsal mode. So, like, there is never not a song going on in our house right now. Somebody belting at the top of their lungs, <laughs> singing in the shower. Like, you know, I'm the outsider, right? I go out in the basement, just put on my headphones and listen to something else, you know. Uh, but uh, it's been great. It's been great. We want to say thanks to My Brother's Cup and Birmingham Mortgage Group for being a part of this show. This is Super Bowl week. We're ready. Yeah, it's exciting. And, of course, you know, this, the whole story, Taylor Swift is going to be able to make it there to Las Vegas from Tokyo and she won two Grammys and her boyfriend was like, well, she's got the hardware now I got to have the hardware. Right. So it's kind of fun to experience that. Of course you and I watch the Super Bowl mainly for the commercials. So we'll see what happens with that. But we, there's so much breaking news. It's kind of crazy. Mm. And we got to start with Carl Weathers, Apollo yeah. Creed passing away and there's Sylvester Stallone. They were very close mm. in front of the painting of he and Carl Weathers weeping, yeah. weeping. Yeah, well, that iconic painting from the end of uh, Rocky Three, you know, it, I think it's one that we all have seen, a, you know, a million times. And 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 really, I love that Sylvester Stallone gave Carl the props of the fact that, you know, this series would never have worked with anyone else. Like he was a big part of what brought that whole series really to the forefront because everything that Carl had done up until then was small parts. Sly was trying to make a name for himself, but the chemistry between the two of them was just awesome. And I think it's one that, you know, say what you will about those kinds of movies. I mean, it's eye candy, I think for a lot of people, but you know, <laughs> you know, sweaty men, you know, beating each other up till they're swelling up and can't even see straight. But the storyline of the friendship, like you just, even if you watch just the first three Rockies, that friendship of how they challenge one another and it was a love hate at first, but then it was a love, love like they it just respect of the sport. And and Rocky knew that even by the time you get to Rocky four, not to spoil it, there was a part of Apollo that knew that only Rocky would understand where his heart was and wanting to come back into the ring. And so the the relationship between the two of them on and off the screen is is something that only you know strikes a few times. His passing at 76, kind of shocking for a lot of people. And, of course, he was on The Mandalorian. And I have you yes. to thank for getting me totally hooked on Grogu and that whole series. And pretty wonderful. Another death that just kind of came out of left field. It really didn't because he's been sick, unfortunately, for a while, is yeah. Toby Keith. 62 is young. Mm -hmm. Died of stomach cancer. You know, we were in another city over the weekend. There was a country singer singing some of his songs and they're iconic and sad passing. Good family yeah. guy, got grandkids and just, I'll tell you what, 62 is too young. Yeah. Ace. 
Well, no, absolutely. And and I think that's the thing is, you know, some of these that we've lost even in just this year, as short as it's been, it's one of those where some you've known that, you know, were sick and then it doesn't surprise you as sad as it still is. And then there's ones like this where you're like, wait, I, I didn't know anything was wrong. Like they were still outperforming or they're still doing movies and whatever. And they're gone. And it's it's crazy because I know for me, especially being such a pop, you know, influenced guy, I mean, movies and music. And when those happen, like that's a part of my childhood that's gone and it it cuts deep. And so, you know, praying for family and friends who really knew them the most. Uh, but, um, you know, gives you, a, if nothing else, go back, binge the Carl Weathers of anything, even Action Jackson. That was a fun one. <laughs> um, but even uh, with Toby Keith, like I'm not a country music fan, but I mean, the 90s and that embedded in the Garth and Alan Jackson era. I mean, he was a big part of that. And you can appreciate where country music is today based on what they left as a legacy. Then the news of King Charles, that's out of left field. He's yep. treated for an issue with his prostate. Then they, they looked at other areas and it's a cancer. The, you know, palace is not saying a thing about what type of cancer, but it makes you wonder when Prince Harry immediately gets on an airplane and is already in London. Right. That's how swiftly he got there. And I'm not saying he's, it's just, it sounds serious. We're left to wonder. And, you know, a lot of prayers there. Uh, he is not interested, Harry, in talking to his brother at all, but he wants to be with his dad. And I think that's great. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, in moments like this, it you know, regardless of the royal family drama, it'll bring them together, you know, and then we hope healing comes as a result of that. Uh, but praying for the royal family as they go through this uh, drama right now. Well, do you feel forsaken by God? Sometimes we get sick. We have the tragedy. We go broke. We have a child that's gone crazy and, and yep. is on drugs or whatever it is that we're dealing with. We wonder sometimes I've prayed. I've prayed. I'm begging you, God. I've asked you. What are you doing? And we're reminded once again, Deuteronomy 31.6, Hebrews 13.5, yeah. I will never leave or abandon you. And sometimes when we're hurting, we do feel alone. Yeah. And our guest in this podcast is going to talk about the ill effects of, of loneliness. But God does not leave us alone. And if you look at Jesus on the cross and and some people say, well, God had to turn his face because Jesus was sinning. Hey, guess what? God knew that's his son. He knew the outcome. He knew what had to happen. Yeah. And Jesus was willing to do God's will. Yeah. And he never forsake his son. And he doesn't do that with us. Well, and think about it, too. Like, even as a parent, like, I don't want to watch my children suffer, but I'm still listening and that's exactly what God does. He still hears our cries. He hears our prayers. He hears the things that we're requesting and, and coming to him with. But to watch us struggle or to watch us suffer, he doesn't want to see that because, again, he sees it in his children every day. But he has a plan. It's what I like to call, you know, writing in the margins, you know, and, and he's got our margins figured out so that he's like, OK, I know you're going to choose this over this. So this is the direction we're going to go so that you see how much I love you, that it's, you know, not a, you know, judging God for the, or a judgmental God that's coming at us, but a gracious, loving God that's coming to embrace us. 
And that's and 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 I think too, and, and I know this comes, and I'm speaking more for myself, but you tell me if you've experienced this too, that oftentimes we feel forsaken only because the outcome of what's happening is not immediate relief oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. or it's a answer that is God orchestrated, but it's not what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And so we think, fine, God, you just fine. You don't love me. <laughs> well, I often joke, but it's true. I put a microwave meal in once and it felt like it. the three minutes was, you know, an hour yeah. and 30 minutes. And I thought, am I so impatient? I mean, we're in a microwave society that says, I want it. I want it now. I'm yeah. not willing to wait. And what if God's answer is no? And a lot of times it is, and it's his protection. We've talked about that. You mentioned parenting, Ace, and some of the hardest decisions you will ever make as a parent, according to the experts, start with setting and maintaining limits. A child without limits, you got trouble. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, there's that, you know, moment as a parent that at least I had to get there of realizing that I can't enable them. And I also can't answer every detail for them. So I I have to let them make some mistakes as long as they're not making a mistake that's going to be detrimental and, you know, they die as a result of that choice. If it's something that they can safely, you know, whether it's a relationship or it's a, you know, a job they want to take or, you know, or, or even not doing something to see the ramifications of that so that they understand that you're going to be making choices for the rest of your life. So you need to learn to trust yourself, need to learn to listen to God and discern between those two things. A great family man that we love so much Teren Newell is your mortgage guru. And now more than ever before, there's a lot of confusion. Our house is still going at that high a price. Is there anything to buy? Can I even qualify? What about my credit score? How, I mean, we've got so many questions and Turin is there to answer them. Yeah, it makes it easy. Florida and Alabama residents can take advantage of the great programs that he's going to provide and has found specifically to meet those odd situations where your credit's been dinged too many times or you don't feel like you make enough money. At least if nothing else, before you even begin the house hunting process, find out what you qualify for and then know that he's got already something in plan that can almost immediately be put into place. And then you'd be like, oh, oh. and Roxanne and I are <laughs> sitting here in our homes as a result of his amazingness. So uh, let Turin help you. If you want to set up an appointment, call him at 205-259-1656 or go to behammortgage.com. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. I have been so looking forward to our guest because this is sort of my wheelhouse, you know, I'm met my husband over the internet so I can never knock it but all of the scams are outrageous Americans listen to this have lost nearly a billion dollars in romance scams and guess who's the most vulnerable Christians because we're sweet because we're trusting because people say to us oh my mama's sick and we'll send money and it's crazy And so when I learned about the work of this man who spent many years in this industry and then said, "Uh uh-uh, no more, I'm going to develop my own dating app. It's going to be great. And he just got tired of it and started his own thing. He's also a hero serving in the Army National Guard. 
in the rank of first lieutenant, which I think is super cool. <laughs> we are so excited to have on the show, Jason Lee. Welcome. Thanks, Roxanne. I appreciate it. What a great intro. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate you. that. So Jason, I know for a lot of people that probably just signed up for an app recently trying to find that you know special someone, I guess kind of educate us on what what are some of these scams that people are falling subject to? Sure. Uh, man, it's 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 such a diverse, you know, uh, array of different things that people do to try and separate good, hard working people from their money. And Roxanne, you hit it perfectly that Christians are the prime target of these scammers because of our giving nature and the fact that we care. And it's it's you know very easy for someone to to connect with us and then say, like you said, oh, my mom's sick or, hey, I'm in the military and you know, I live far away and things like that. And uh, because it's on technology, they're they're able to kind of hide behind some certain things. You know, so a lot of times people will say, you know, oh, I can't uh, I can't video chat with you like this because I work on an oil rig and we have bad service or I'm in the military and, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere that I'm not allowed to do that. And so and, and the big reason that it gets to a lot of people is that online dating as popular as it's been over the past 20 years, it's pretty new to a lot of people. And, you know, and so there, there's an aspect of, of education there that, that people need to do to prepare themselves for it. And I, I think there's a split of responsibility between the apps, which is part of the reason that we started Higher Bond, but then there's also the responsibility of the user. But it's tough because there's not a lot of good resources out there to, to educate people. So that's another avenue that we've kind of tried to tackle recently. All right. So you developed an app that can deal with some of these things. It's scary when someone takes a picture and it isn't even them. And mm -hmm. in, in a lot of cases, I watch a lot of catfish. <laughs> it's not even a, if, if a man is looking for a woman, it's not even a woman that is responding. It's crazy. Right. Right. And that's, you know, and, and, and like I said, that's where a lot of the, the apps, I think, have the responsibility of trying to at least vet that the person in the pictures in the profile that they are the actual person that's on the keyboard and we uh at higher bond we we tried all these like real technical ways and 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 we still use a lot of those things but we found one of the most basic ways to do that is is when you're signing up for higher bond you have to you submit your profile photo but then we also have you take a unique selfie where you're doing something like point at your left ear with three fingers or something like this and the reason for that then is we match that picture up with your picture to make sure that you are that person. Because what most of the scammers do is they'll go onto somebody else's Facebook or Instagram and they'll scrape their photos off and then they'll go to another dating app and they'll pull profiles and basically they'll use that to create the profile. And so one of the things we do at Higher Bond is 100% is of the profiles get manually vetted before they even have access to the platform, which is something I think a lot of the apps miss because you can sign up and then two or three minutes later, you're able to message people. And there's been no vetting process there to make sure that you are who you say you are. With Higher Bond, it takes usually one to three days before you actually get access to the platform if you've completed all these verification steps. So that's that's one of the ways that we do it. And it's funny that you know I, my background's in tech and I, I thought, man, we're going to find this high-tech algorithmic solution to it. And it ended up just being that the best solution is just a basic picture um, to, to be able to catch a lot of those people. And Jason, not to knock any of the dating apps, it, it really, it's kind of sprinkled no matter what platform you're on. So it's heightening your awareness 
of what are the warning signs if you happen to be talking to someone that's scamming you? Sure. Um, so there are a lot of red flags you can look for. I, I always tell people, you've got to trust your gut, right? Whatever, if it feels wrong, it probably is wrong. So that's like, that's number one. Uh, number two is, uh, and we've actually have on, on Higher Bond on the footer of our page. And then in all the chats, there's a link to an article that is online dating safety tips, red flags to look for. And, you know, some of those are um, people that refuse to video chat. Um, that's a big one that we always tell people is like, Hey, before you meet up, before you do anything, jump on a video chat like this, right? Because we can now confirm that we are the people that we say we are. And it still doesn't mean somebody's not going to try and scam you, but majority of these scammers, they don't want their face out there. They want to use the persona of someone else. And so that's one of the big things that we tell people to look for. Um, there are things like I mentioned, the working on an oil rig or an executive that's overseas or someone in the military. Those are things that I, that I kind of call yellow flags. You know, just because somebody says, hey, I'm in the military, you should run away and say, oh, I'm not dating sure. you, you're probably a scammer. But it's something to say, okay, that's one thing I'm going to heighten my awareness a little bit, like you said, Ace. And, and then if you get another yellow flag, then all right, now I'm starting to see a pattern here. And, and a lot of it really just comes down to kind of vetting and verifying things. Um, you know, and, and I think a video call is, is probably one of the best ways to do that. I, I got to know this. How long should you wait before you actually meet the person that you are conversing with? Because some of these folks have been three and four years sure, and they're in love. They're desperately in love and they have never met the person. Sure. So we did a we did a free ministry trading called the State of Dating, and if anyone wants to check it out, it's completely free at thestateofdating.com. And there's a during that it's about a 45 minute training. We have it packaged where if churches want to run it. It's a completely free event, and uh, in that we have a recording from the FBI of somebody who was scammed for several hundred thousand dollars, and they talk about how they talked to this person for years and never met them in person. There was always an excuse, and, and they were always kind of kicking the can. Um, and so that, that is something as well as that at some point, you know, you've got to kind of say, Hey, I need you to prove you are who you say you are now to answer your question. So during that state of dating training, we had a Dr. Paul Johns, um, he's got a PhD in marriage counseling. He's the head of uh, marriage and family sciences at Messiah university. And we did an interview with him and I was able to ask him this exact question because most of his work is on trust and building trust in new relationships. And he basically said um, that he felt it was it should be long enough. You should you should talk online long enough to get to know the person and kind of start vetting some stuff. But then he believed after that that the online should be the medium to meet and to start that connection. And then it's something that that should move offline uh, sooner than later. He didn't give an exact time frame or anything like that. I don't personally have an exact time frame. I think if you don't live in the same city. It could be a longer time frame, uh, but I think if you live in the same city, uh, I would say a couple of weeks, maybe a month, month and a half, something like that. If you're chatting regularly, might be a good time frame. Um, I don't recommend people meet and meet online and then go meet the next day because I think you, you need to give a little time there. But I also, like you were saying, you know, don't don't drag it out over three or four years. <laughs> Well, and I tend to be on the far skeptic side. So like, I just assume everybody's out to scam me and I don't have time to even bother. <laughs> so for sure. someone, 
for someone who's maybe been thinking about it, but they hear all these horrible stories, how do they even introduce themselves? Are you just in a state of mind like, well, maybe online dating is not for you, but how did, how would they even want to do it when you hear stories like this? Sure. So I think the first thing to to share is that these sort of scams are not exclusive to online dating. They happen mm-hmm. in person as well too, right? You can you can go, you can meet someone at church and they can end up scamming you. There there are some more challenges of that sense of the fact that you can't that you can actually see the person, but these these sort of stories happen offline as well. The other thing is that these they're not as rampant as as people say they are, right? Because we don't you don't see news stories written about somebody who met their husband or wife online, but you see news stories about somebody who was scammed just because of the nature of the media and the the sort of stories that that get the most reads. So my first comment would be it's it's not as bad as it sounds. Um, <laughs> but I would say it really comes down to to having, you know, using a site and using an app that is you can see that they are proactively trying to care for you. And it's tough in the in the Christian space. One of the reasons that we started Higher Bond was that the majority of the large Christian dating apps, the most popular apps that people are know of, are secularly owned, right? They're not Christian-owned apps. Um, you know, one of the biggest apps out there right now is called Upward, um, super popular, but it's owned by the same company that owns Tinder, which is a casual hookup type style dating app, and they mm-hmm. use the exact same technology. Um, and so, I, you know, circling all that back, I think I would I would say to someone who's cautious is is like good for you. Like you, you should be cautious. You should not jump into this excited. Um, you know, and I think from a spiritual side as well, I always tell people, <clears throat> make sure that you're prepared for a relationship in the sense of, are you looking for someone to complement your life? Or are you looking for someone to plug a hole of loneliness that only Jesus can plug? And the, the people that end up getting scammed the most are the ones that are trying to plug that hole of loneliness because they're they're much more vulnerable. And so that's one of the big things I tell people. And it's it sounds weird to people to hear of somebody who's running a dating app to tell people, hey, you probably shouldn't join our app right now. But I think that's just that's just so important that you're in that state of mind where you're not just so desperate for that situation. Because then when the excuses come in, you kind of let those, you know, you'll let those, you know, oh, well, he works on an oil rig. So I get it. He has bad Wi-Fi even though I read an article that told me very specifically that that is something people will say. So yeah. that uh, long answer to, to that, to say that uh, no, I think good. being cautious is fantastic. I am so glad you brought that up because in my life pre-Jesus, if I didn't have a man, well, there was something really wrong. Yeah, and I could sure. get me one. It was like washing my hair. I don't like you. I'm going to get me another one. And nothing <laughs> fulfilled me, Okay. I'm just saying until Jesus trying to fill the gap, the longing, the loneliness with anything but him is going to lead to problems. That's just my opinion. I'm so happy you said that. Getting it right with you and God, realizing your worth so that when you do meet the person, there's certain behaviors you won't put up with. The me now would not put up with the things that I used to put up with. And that Amen sounds, that. I don't know, pompous or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm I think so glad you no. said that. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's real talk. I, you know, I, I experienced it too. I was, I was single in the church for almost 10 years. And, and I, I actually like, you were saying, you know, <clears throat> pre Jesus 100%, but even 
some people like, you know, I was, I was post Jesus at that point, but I was uh, a bit lukewarm in senses where I still hadn't let him fully fill that hole in my life. And I was still trying to fill it with a relationship or something like that. And, you know, it, for those, for that decade, decade, it did not work out well. It was only when I realized, Hey, I need to become the man that my ideal Proverbs 31 woman would be attracted to. And, and I, I, I didn't stop looking, but I stopped looking if that makes sense. I, you know, I, it was, and, and then of course that's when I met my wife and, you know, and, and so that was, that was a win for me. <laughs> Well, and I think it helps to hear successful stories. So like Roxanne and Wayne is an ex- is a success story that I would easily lead people to when they would go, well, I thought about online dating, but I'm nervous because I'm, I'm not one like the, the, like the free 30 day thing that I did, like I went on a couple of dates, but wasn't like, wow. Like I was like, I, I sure. could find, I could find mediocre relationships on my own. I, you know, I, I want one to knock right. me off my feet. So it's, <laughs> it, it, I think it does help to hear the success stories and and even like, you know, Roxanne even challenged my wife and I when we met and we didn't meet online, but it was the four seasons. So even if you don't meet them in person, go through the four seasons conversationally mm-hmm. and then see what where that kind of takes them. Yeah, I, I, the success stories are are my favorite. We like <laughs> I said, Higher Bond's only been live for about a coming up on a year now and. Uh, a few, maybe about a month ago, we had our first email of someone that just said, Hey, just a heads up. I, you know, I, I met my wife on your platform and it was like the most exciting. And since then the past, like <laughs> two or three weeks, we've had six or seven more that are, Hey, we're engaged. Hey, we're doing this. And it's just, mm. you know, those, those are the things that, that just, you know, man, I, I, I get so excited thinking about <laughs> it. Just the fact that, that, you know, God is letting us be a part of that. And, and I think that, um, you mentioned something there that 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 sparked a thought in my head that's so important for people to realize is that they have to they have to approach online dating with the right attitude and expectations that it's not this magic genie where you're going to log in and create an account in the morning and by dinner time you're picking out <laughs> wedding dresses and you know you're good to go right it's it's yeah. not this magic lamp it is it is nothing more than a tool that God may or may not choose to use. And and I think that's important for people to realize because when they hear some of the success stories, they go, oh, well, you know, it's going to work for me too. And, and um, you know, and that might not be the plan that God has. It might not be the timeline that he has. And so, you know, I, I, we, we do uh, daily devotionals on higher bond that are specifically geared towards singles. And, and that's one of the concepts that, that I'm always trying to share with people is, is to realize that our timeline and our expectations that are heavily driven by what the world thinks may not be God's timeline. And we have to trust and lean into the fact that, that he, he knows what's best for us. And even if that's not exactly what we think is best for us. So true. Jason Lee has been our guest. The state of dating.com is where you can find out more and what's give the app again. So people know how to yep. find that one. Higher bond. They can go to higherbond.com. Tons of information there for them. Excellent. Jason, thanks so much for your wisdoms today, bud. I appreciate y'all having me. This is fantastic. Ace, we've been together a long time, and we have never discussed this scripture and its ramifications. It is time. The Apostle Paul instructs believers in Romans 13, 14 to clothe themselves with Christ. And this is mega, and I've just been kind of rolling around in it, thinking about how God created everything with beauty. He said, this is good. 
including the nakedness of Adam and Eve. Then they sin, they discover, oh, I'm naked. I got to cover up now. And then from that time on, clothing has become super essential to society and who we are. What we wear is, uh, I mean, look at the girlfriend's got sparkles on today. I mean, it, it helps to define who we are by how we're clothed, whether we want to admit it or not. Yeah. Well, and, and it's such a great visual and spiritual reminder of being under the cloak of Christ that, because think about this, and, I'll, and I'm, I know the answer, so it's really kind of rhetorical. When you wear your sparklies or you have a new wig or whatever it is. <laughs> You, you strut, right? You know, and not, not to say that with Christ, we strut, but your swagger Mm -hmm. from how you, who you are identified in Christ allows you to have the confidence to accomplish the things that he has laid for you to do. So, so many times when we're supposed to go do something like, well, I'm not really talented enough, or I'm not really ready, or, you know, you, you just say yes. And because you're under his cloak, he is going to provide you. And then you go, Okay, I didn't think that I was ready for this, but apparently I am. <laughs> clothed in Jesus, we are clothed in honor, in value, in excellence. And I, th- I think there's really something to grasp there. I have a girlfriend who every morning's like, Lord, what do you want me to wear today? Mm. How can I best reflect you? Yeah. And I, I think that's amazing. And it's always in fashion. You don't have to worry about like, who are you wearing? Oh, that's so 1988. Oh, good. Because it's still relevant in 2024. Well, speaking of what is in fashion, a golden retriever man. And I thought, oh my goodness, what is that? Somebody trying to look like a golden retriever or men that own golden retriever. No, that's not it. The newest thing for the hipsters, for Gen Z women is... And I mean hundreds of thousands of hashtags on Golden Retriever Man. It means he's sweet, he's loving, he's loyal. I guess he wags his tail when he sees you. <laughs> he's just happy to see you Yeah, like a Golden Retriever. <laughs> well, I mean, and hopefully also has that, you know, loyalty, you know, that comes with the you know, <laughs> most, you know, man's best friend kind of. But a lot of people are comparing this to, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, that he's kind of that poster boy of what every woman wants. He's got the look. He's got the, you know, he takes care of Taylor as far as we know. I mean, all of the things. I mean, and I think that's what when we see other couples we're like, okay, God, I want what they have. And sometimes it doesn't come as fast as we'd like. But the great thing is it's a reminder, too, that we as couples are showing what other people can have if they trust God in their relationships. And and we're not telling you to go check out hashtag golden retriever man and think that, <laughs> you know, your husband's there waiting for you. But at least you have, you know, it's like the fruits of the spirit. You have you have a gauge to go for and then say, God, this is the standard that I feel like you have set for me and I will settle for nothing less. (laughs) Well, you could stay at home and have your cup of Roxanne blend of coffee, or you could go dine out, which can be hazardous. Mm -hmm. We'll explain in a moment, but that Roxanne blend is super popular. It still is popular. I'm like, Lord, look what you did. Mm. It's just, 
It's very good, for one thing. It smells incredible. It tastes great. And it mm. sends missionaries around the world to proclaim the gospel. So it makes the sweetest gift ever, I yeah. think. And, and this being Super Bowl weekend, this is perfect because then you could have some coffee to make sure when you stayed up late to watch the game, you'll have it for Monday morning. So you don't want it to you know, <laughs> just be any old cup of coffee. If you want to find out more, go to mybrotherscup.com or simply visit roxannandace.com and order. So one more thing before we go that we've got to talk about. TikTok, of course. There are waitresses on there that judge diners. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm guilty of some of this stuff, so I'm a little bit freaked Yeah, out. They do not like it if you go into a restaurant and you order water and a Diet Coke. They find that irritating. I'm like, why? What if I want to sip both? But apparently that's a no-no. I, I apparently, I mean, I typically I order like if we go out, like we'll order like a adult beverage and then like a water or my wife will get a glass of wine and a Diet Coke. So she has a little bit of both, but she drinks both. So I've never really thought about someone ordering something and then not drinking it. If anything, I'm like, yes, can I get some more water? Like I'm I'm usually dehydrating over here, you know, for whatever reason. <laughs> but I, I will say I also am of a skeptic that I don't assume that and, and no offense if you're a waiter or waitress, don't hate me. Um, I assume that you're being nice to me because you are being paid or you want a great tip or both. So I so these people who are like, you know, she's flirting with me. I'm going to get her number. No, she's no. bringing you your food. He's bringing you your food. They're supposed to be nice to you. So I assume that they're, you know, they want to, okay, nice, great. You know, and they laugh at all our jokes and, you know, we're, we're funny to them. Like that's the best audience ever. So, but again, I love it when I've gone places with my wife and they cater to her, like make her feel like the rock star. Cause I'm paying the bill. If she feels that the meal was great and it was efficient and it was hot enough and you kept the glasses refilled and you know, whatever, like, I don't need the conversation. My wife loves the conversation. So cater to her and we're good. Like, And that makes you happy. And the tip is yeah. bigger. Other other things we do that irritate them. Don't ask them to turn up the thermometer or turn it down. Uh, frankly, if you're cold, they don't have the authority to change it. I didn't yeah. know that. You learn something new every day. When you ask for special prep, they get yelled at. Yeah. Huh? That's weird. Why I, mean, I mean, you're going to, okay, so the cook is going to yell at the server because I want something on the side? Really? I didn't know that. And they do think it's stupid. This is so, but I'm just passing along the information. We're opening up a prayer line for waiters and waitresses. <laughs> when, a, when a couple sits side by side rather than across from each other, yeah. they think that's the most ridiculous thing ever, and they talk about you, and they I don't, when and I don't do that because I want to see all of him sure. and the side of his face. I like to look at him, so I want to see all that is Wayne. But if we wanted to sit side by side, why would anyone care? And if you want to talk about me, go ahead. I don't really care. I mean, I'm going <laughs> to eat my food, and hopefully it's good enough that I'll come back. But, you know, I, if I'm like you. Like, I want to be close enough to my wife that— Especially depending upon the restaurant you're in, it could be really noisy. Or if it's really intimate, you want to be close so you can talk and 
not disrupt everyone else, you know, but <laughs> I know that uh, before we go, we like to always check in on each other's vibe. So what's your vibe, Roxanne? You know, I, I, I read, I've read all of Wayne Dyer's books. I have, but I found one that I did not own. I pull your own strings and it's ancient. The pages are falling out, but he makes the point, live your life like you have six months to live. Mm. You know, we've heard that before. There's a Christian couple wrote a book like live your life like you have three or something like that. But he makes the point. Time. We don't get it back. Yeah. And what I would say to somebody, just a, a young 20 something, make the most out of each day. Yeah. You're going to blink and be in your 60s. And and everybody hears and they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's so true. Make the most of every day and treasure things and notice things. Like today was beautiful. Look mm -hmm. at, I mean, it's so exciting to be alive. Another day to serve God yeah. and just be in the moment. Enjoy it and maximize who you want to be for Christ mm -hmm. every single day. I just thought it was really yeah. A little reminder. No, it's good. And it actually lines up my vibe this week. I had a friend of mine that we were talking about like books we'd read and things that had challenged us in our faith. And there's one that's been out for quite some time and keeps getting republished, but apparently they've done a podcast version of it called the practice of the presence of God. And I don't know if it's one you've read or if it's on your shelf, but it's basically the letters from brother Lawrence and then how and his reflection. So it's almost like when you're reading Paul's letters in the Bible, it's kind of that same vibe, but it's him talking about his own experience with God and the different levels. And so the book and the podcast kind of line up with each letter that's, you know, very short, which is great because, you know, I've got a short attention span sometimes. But <laughs> I, I love it. The the one takeaway is in recognizing the presence of God is realizing that he is in all things. So like you're talking about, so if we, if we take a slow enough pace and it doesn't mean you have to live slow life, but you go at a pace that is obtainable every day, you recognize God in the face of your kids and in your job. And even when jobs are rough, you still are like, Lord, thank you for this that I'm facing. Help me to deal with it the way you would like me to. Because again, God is the one who promotes not the CEOs. He's the one that sees that you're ready for the next thing. So whether it's a relationship or the sunny days or whatever, he is in all things. So that presence allows us to be at a peace and know that we're surrounded by him. Because I always laugh when people go, Lord, please enter this place. Brother, he's been there all week. You're the one that's only there one day. Come on. So anyway, so that's, yeah, the practice of the presence of God, just something to vibe on. As this podcast, hopefully, is something you are vibing on and sharing with your friends. So like, subscribe, follow, and we will see you again next Friday. Roxanne, I love you. I love you so much. You've been listening to Roxanne and Ace Unlimited. To make sure you don't miss future shows, you can subscribe anywhere you like to podcast and catch up on anything you've missed. Find out more at RoxanneAndAce.com. Roxanne and Ace Unlimited is a production of Spacebird Media.